Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV and Buzztown TV. We are back with our Yellow Jackets coverage for episode eight, the penultimate of the season because we only got nine. We're here with Luke, Dave, and Brian. We're back to the OG squad. Shout out to Jimmy uh, for covering for us last week. Uh, we had a crazy week, you know, Mother's Day. I turned 30, you know, pat on the back, you know. Still looks anyway. 20. <laughs> so a great episode. I'm going to throw it to Luke just because, you know, we didn't get to be on the episode. So our thoughts are pure gold. <laughs> thoughts of the Luke, just if he had any thoughts on last episode as we move into this episode. Uh, I am not that unhappy that we missed recording on that last episode because it was <laughs> probably my least favorite of the season. And mm -hmm. I think you guys did a great job covering it. A little bit long because the parents left. So me and Kathleen were gone. <laughs> and a little, little bit extra. You throw Jimmy in there, theory town all over the place. It was great <laughs> listening to the episode, though. I am only going to harp on one point, And the one point is I absolutely hate it. The Shauna beat down on Lottie. Beat times you crushed that whole segment talking about she has brain damage now. She is a dead person. Like she is not alive. That was yeah. really poorly written, I guess, in just in terms of how many punches, like she's dead. So that's the only thing I'll say. I hate it. I don't think you can really redeem it because it already happened and there's nothing that can change that that happened unless it was all a dream, whatever, but we're already past that point because of this episode, that's the only thing I'll say. This episode was such a step up. So I'll save my, oh my thoughts God. for this, but Kathleen, go ahead. So I agree, but I also think that you can chalk it up to Lottie is some sort of higher calling in this episode that which I'll say in my synopsis they literally decide okay well even though Lottie's on the brink of death let's kill someone else that's healthy anyway like mm -hmm. it's similar to what Van says last episode when she's like why am I still alive why am I still here you never know if it's something that it's television so it's there's a higher power keeping her alive it's not like real life where of course that was fucking insane like my i watched with my parents and five ten minutes after the episode stops my mom out of nowhere just goes can't believe they would just watch and let her do that like it was still eating her alive and i felt that i really did then shout out to caligula just because i didn't listen i didn't have a chance to listen to the episode did you shout that he was in sandman yes yeah. Okay, we had cool. to cut the segment. We had to cut it though because how I was trying to get to the point of getting to Sandman was it. I was mixing characters up. Like I knew he was in Sandman. <laughs> I kept but, a little bit of it in, but yeah, there was I, like a minute of confusion where we were going back and forth. Like Dave, who the hell was he playing in Sandman? I thought he was describing the character Lust, which it just completely wasn't. But we're was, going too far into you this. Kept, you kept the it was a villain, but it, he wasn't a villain person in it but either way i knew what you meant when you brought sure. it up on the episode all right but before i get into the synopsis i just want to say if you haven't already smash the subscribe button on buzztown tv which is our full yellow jackets coverage and then of course on our binge tv which is our main feed you'll get every little episode we're doing now we're doing succession which is absolutely heating up we're finishing out that season the final season we're doing silo which is a brand new apple tv show that is so dope so we're doing that and we just finished mandalorian and am i forgetting anything i don't think so but we've been doing this for three years so we've been covering all kinds of shows so hit subscribe also really quick for yellow jacket specifically if you go on our youtube we've been posting a lot of smaller clips with theories and things like that and you can see our beautiful faces and so check out our youtube anyway <clears throat> so episode eight it chooses 
Episode 7 asked the question, does a hunt that has no violence feed anyone? In which episode 8 said, you're right, let's kill someone ASAP. The girls and boys are all starving, hallucinating, and surviving on belt soup. And instead of eating the person that's already on the brink of death, they decide to YOLO and kill anybody else instead. Namely Nat, who has sacrificed a lot more of her time and energy to try and help the gang than 99% of the squad. In an attempt to save her, Javi, being the sweet boy he is, got himself killed, along with any pertinent information he had on his whereabouts for the last few months. Prayers up that Ben Scott can fill in some blanks for us now that he has found the tree bunker. In the current day, every secret that the girls have been keeping for 18 episodes are now on the table. Jeff being the blackmailer, Ty hiring Jessica Roberts, Misty subsequently killing Jessica Roberts, etc. And Lottie's genius solution is for one of them to drink poison to appease the wilderness gods. Meanwhile, the Q's and Kevin are zeroing in on the Sadeki household, but we are crossing our fingers our boy Walter is going to use his superpowers to ruin the case. And that's episode eight, y'all. The penalty. Fantastic. That was a great synopsis. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so now that I've talked for too long, Dave, Brian, what did you guys think of the app? I think my first watch through, I was like, what the hell just happened? I feel like they turned the pacing up to 100 a little bit unnecessarily. And I think we got a lot of things that happened definitely in the 90s towards the second half of the episode where I wasn't expecting shit to ramp up this much until like maybe even next season, like the following winter. But they went here. I'm almost glad that we had Jimmy on the last episode because I feel like he had the whole like, what are they going to use that queen card with the eyes crossed out? He had that theory like 90% there. He had a couple other details that they didn't, but it was simply the cards there. They shuffle it in the deck and hilarity ensues. Uh, <laughs> all the stuff in the 2020s with the Cuse and Kevin interrogating Jeff, those were great scenes our boy jeff i think rose to the occasion i can't wait to dig into that um and i think they did a good job harvesting a lot of the seeds that were planted last season uh specifically how the yellow jackets finally found out that shauna has been lying to them and brought jeff into the fold uh for the whole adam stuff which i remember in the season one coverage i was like this is gonna come to a head the yellow jackets are gonna find out and they're gonna be pissed so i would have been upset if they didn't follow along with that uh kind of storyline and give a little closure to that but i've watched this episode three times now at this point and i think by my third watch through uh i was a lot happier with it but again like some stuff with the pacing i thought was a little bit clunky and i'll get to the one scene kathleen you were kind of talking about it how they just decided no not lottie let's any but any able-bodied person let's kill that <laughs> and i can't imagine a place without lottie but we'll get there when we get there overall yeah it was a good episode a lot to digest. It was a crazy episode. I'm going to be honest. I thought this was one of my favorite episodes of the entire series. Um, I agree 100% with B Toms, though, that the pacing did feel a little off. And I would agree. And I think Twitter would also agree with you. I think after I watched the episode live, kind of just went to the Twitter comments uh, just to see what people were saying about it. And it did seem like the number one complaint was the pacing of it, like how the girls went from, you know, it being not so spiritual of a thing and then all of them like holding hands, you know doing the sacrifice on the the headpiece all that stuff so people had issues i overall kind of overlooked all that i didn't mind it too much it just kind of fits the bill with what lottie's been spewing and them kind of getting closer to the answers so i still think this is one of my favorite episodes of the series so far maybe just one minor complaint that i'll get to later in our discussion but overall fantastic episode luke you got the imdb beats 
Uh, I do. Um, this episode definitely jumped um, at its debut compared to last episode. And I think, uh, Brian, you brought it up because you were the one talking through all the stuff at the beginning. Burial is the lowest rated one in a while, which was last episode. But this one is back. It started around 8.6. It's down to 8.5 now. I'm sure that'll settle down around 8.1, which seems to be the average of most of season two, which I agree with. I thought it was a really good episode, way better than last episode. The Lottie, critici- the Lottie conversation criticism is super valid. That's pretty much the general consensus that did we get from point A to point B way too quick? We'll talk about that more later in this uh, podcast. One thing I wanted to bring up, though, is what I'm starting to see around Reddit, Twitter, all the social medias and whatnot is we're about at the point in the season, and this happens with all streaming shows, is people are starting to really flag plant about the season, whether they love it or they hate it compared to season mm. one and like the future of the show. This happens with everything. It happened with The Last of Us right around the penultimate episode. It's just when people start getting very assertive with their uh, opinions about the show. And we're right. going to probably be doing the same thing because, you know, we're, we're seeing the finish line of season two. I will say that of the criticisms I see, like a lot of it is like, is the writing clunky and the pacing weird compared to season one? But then people love how much more attention to the characters that we love got compared to season one. So there's there's things on both sides of it. But the one criticism I'm not okay with that I'm seeing circulated, and if you're listening to this, if you if you see the ratings being lower for the live streaming of Yellow Jackets, I think it's a very um, important to point out that. Yellow Jackets is weird where they release the episode two days before the live streaming on Sunday. So the live numbers are significantly down and people are running with that saying like, oh, like people aren't watching it, which is not true. It's really hard to quantify streaming numbers like that, but you got to really take into account that people are watching it like us. I don't watch it live. I watch it before on Fridays. So Mm -hmm. that's something like, you know, I see people run with it, but then people who are in the know kind of like go battle back and forth. And I just don't want anybody to, to flag plant based on the general consensus that the numbers are down anything like that. So just, that was my piece to it. I think we'll, as a podcast, I'll give our um, opinions on the season compared to season one after next episode, because there's so much more that they can save and so much more they can add on in the finale. So right now, I mean, I still love the season. I think we're heading towards maybe season one was better thinking about it, but I still really enjoyed the season and I really enjoyed this episode because the tension was off the charts. Agreed. You know, we ready to hop in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's start in uh, 96, 97, the wilderness. And we open with obviously Lottie got her ass beat last episode. So now She's basically, she can't do anything. They're helping her go to the bathroom. She's peeing blood and Kashana was kicking her in the guts. They're like, it's her kidneys, whatever. There's a whole scene with Mari and Misty puts her on a place, which I know the squad was probably like Mm -hmm. snaps for Misty finally being like, can you just stop? You're such a brat all the time. And when Misty says that, you know, it's it's real because Misty just wants friends. I don't think she would snap at anybody if they didn't deserve it, you know? But let's talk quickly, just a list of people losing it. So Ty is, you know, everyone's starving, sort of hallucinating. We get a lot of this imagery, like the the way they it was directed of people kind of coming in and out. So Ty's now vulnerable just in the daytime of seeing the other Ty, her other half, Lady in the Tree, I think we decided we're calling her. Um, and then Akila with the freaking mouse. Let's talk about it. Let's open the floor. It's definitely the biggest shock. I mean, I didn't expect it at all. I don't think we ever had even questioned whether the rat was alive or not. And I think it was just an excellent twist that brings 
a little bit of darkness, more darkness into what's going on in the cabins and everything. Like it's not only now just Ty and Lottie hallucinating. We're getting people who haven't had exposure to the spiritualness of the wilderness now also being exposed to it. So phenomenal twist. I was like, we got that weird camera POV of Aquila looking at the rat, and we saw it a couple times with Travis and some other people. But I was like expecting the rats to like kind of like jump, make make a jump scare, like kind of like jump at Aquila. So I was kind of like bracing myself for that. But then when Ty comes over the shoulder and is like, that thing is dead. I'm mm. like, no fucking way. And it's that dried out mouse. Ugh, it was disgusting, but fucking incredible shot. That was such a little moment that I absolutely loved. I don't know why. It just we didn't even think about theorizing anything about the rat at all. And like, that's, that's really important because another criticism I've been seeing is like, are the girls being shown as being starving enough? And I feel like this episode does a decent job. Like this is delusional level of starving. If Akila is imagining this rats like around all the time, I think we've seen episodes where she's trying to feed it things. And now like thinking back, it's like, holy shit, man, that such a small moment that I, for some reason, like Dave, it just like blew my mind. I thought it was cool how they showed it because when Ty confronts her and Akila kind of snaps back, you can see all the yellow jackets in the room are watching what's going down. So everybody in the cabin knew that Akila was dealing with this dead rat thing and it's just nobody was ready to say anything. And then once Ty decided it was time, like everybody was kind of invested in how Akila was going to react. But I completely agree. I mean, this episode they knew that they had to have these girls kind of devolve and give themselves into the starvation for the events of the second half of the episode to happen. So I feel like this first half of the episode was just to show they are starving, not to the point where it's just like complaining about starving, where they are actually being physiologically affected by it. And again, I think they kind of just threw it at us way too hard and heavy in just this one isolated instance in this episode and then used that to kind of give the green light for them to go to cannibalism, which I'm just going to highlight the pacing this entire episode because I think it was kind of poor. I mean, and I, I don't want to skip this Nat and Ben conversation. We'll come back mm. to it. But Mari is hearing the dripping again. And then Ty says she may hear it, too. And then the blood's dripping through the walls. So we're getting more of this Mari imagining things. And this made me theorize. Now it's already debunked by the end of the episode. But I thought maybe like if Mari really is pit girl, maybe she was imagining everyone like chasing after her and stuff. And then and then eats it because during that first scene, we only see we only hear things. We don't actually see people until Misty, quote unquote, I'm, we're not actually confirmed. It's Misty, maybe with the pink vans or Converse. Like, I was just thinking, okay, maybe Mari's just losing it and she's actually making it up in her head. But now that we see that the necklace goes on the person that's getting, like, hunted, that's confirmed real for me now. But it did make me think, did you guys have any... I know we've been saying, like, who knows what Mari's doing or thinking about the drips? Anything else? That was literally all I was going to say is just to add more is I don't know fucking shit that's going on right now. <laughs> Especially the one thing that really threw me off is that she said they're all dead. Again, the pronouns, I think, tending to matter yeah. a little bit more here as we're kind of wrapping up season two. We get a they reference. I took it maybe as they is in. She said their blood writer. They're all dead. What, what was it? I think said they're all dead. They're all they're dead. All dead. Uh. Well, that could connect directly to what we saw. I think it was two episodes ago when we have the visions in the in 2021, I think it is, of the plane where everyone, they're all dead. Like you see the yeah. antler queen come on. So it's like, are we getting visions of like an alternate reality where the antler queen and forest spirit didn't save them? 
kind of like where I'm at, but I don't really know. I just thought also maybe was all the past sacrifices. Like if there were people that were doing this in the past and maybe in this location, she's seeing the blood of all the other old sacrifices. No fucking idea. As, as usual, we might as well just be the no idea podcast for this. (laughs) show. It's also significant that Ty heard the dripping this time. And I'm kind of going to take that a step further and suggest that I think we were watching the lady in the tree for the majority of the 1990s sequences. We saw that the lady in the tree took over control of Ty when they ate snacky. I feel like this is another moment where she would just black out, let the lady in the tree take control rather than actually commit to like chasing that. You know what I mean? But also, Mm. I think that the lady in the tree would be, uh, I don't know, more susceptible to hearing crazy shit like dripping. I don't know. Ty's never heard it before. She's hearing it now. I feel like that might mean it's lady in the tree. I agree with that. So let's rip through the Ben storyline. So we have a quick conversation before he goes off. So Nat and Ben have a conversation and Nat is walking through just how everybody has changed because of Lolly, Lolly, Lottie. She has <laughs> control over the group, which I thought was I, I really like the Nat and Ben conversations because I feel like Nat can say things to Ben that she can't say to anyone else, including Travis. She can kind of lay it out on the table and say, what the fuck is happening? Because he's the only one who's not buying into it at this point. Like Shauna was on the other side and, but now she's so in her own world that she's not even a confidant anymore in the anti Lottie stuff. So Nat says maybe her dying wouldn't be the worst. And, and of course it's so funny that Nat's the one that gets picked the card at the end. And in the beginning, Nat's like, maybe we should just kill Lottie off. <laughs> And then she picks the card. So coincidence? Who's to say? Well, for what it's worth, her <laughs> picking the card, whatever the powers that be are, knew that Nat was never going to have to take the brunt sure. of it. True. So but we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. So <laughs> Ben starts to go through Javi's things at this point. And he goes to this drawings, gets to the tree point of it and has this epiphany. What I'm blanking. What was the thing that made him go check? What was Nat? What did Nat say that made him have the epiphany? She said tree, right? Yeah, they said she had seen Javi praying to the tree by the creek or something like that. And that is what perked Ben Scott's ears. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then he starts like building up super crutches so he can get there. And Misty's like, we good, bro. Like just checking (laughs) in just a little quick check in, which I'm glad about. But yeah, I mean, let's just open it for all Ben Scott stuff. Finally, I feel like he has a good storyline. I was finally. I was hyped. (laughs) Me and Alki were watching it live. And when he started digging through the suitcase, Alki was like, let's fucking go. Like, let's get some fucking answers. Ben's the only one making big money moves out here. So I'm really happy for our boy. What a 180 from, you know, episode one this guy has had on me. Absolutely love Ben. Spoiler alert, maybe the MVP for me later in the episode. You know? <laughs> happy that this happened because I don't think suicide's on the table anymore. And I right. also think that he's going to survive this season now. And I never would have guessed that at the beginning because there's not enough time to shift the whole finale towards killing and eating Ben since we did the whole Javi thing. So I think he's good. I think he will, his actor will be there for season three, which I'm really excited about. We'll get at least one more season of coach Ben Scott. And yeah, I'm still on team. I would be beating the shit out of Javi constantly because he has this important information about like these heat trees and stuff. And there's probably going to be so many more reveals 
because we still have to figure out about who he was talking about when he talked for the first time to Ben all the way back in the middle of the season saying he said something like she told me it was yeah. going to be to come back or something like that. We have to not find to out come if, back. not, to, not come to come back. Okay. So yeah, we got to find out about that. We got to find out how interconnected the roots are and if it connects at all to what Lottie's been seeing where there's like that underneath altar thing. So there's a lot of things here that I'm really excited about. I'm happy coach beds leading the charge because if he has purpose, he's not going to be thinking about like killing himself, which is very, we need him around still for the yeah. squad other. Cause it's going to devolve the second he's gone. Yeah, I like that Ben is being handed the reins of the Javi experience and knowledge because now that Javi's obviously no longer a, a, a thing for us, we need someone to get to that information. So I'm glad it's Ben. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's out of the woods yet. He's currently off the grid in West Jabip, and there were some freshly bloodied rabbit bones or something in that cave. So I'm sure someone dangerous might be in there. Wasn't that just alluding to how Javi survived? Like bare I bones? I don't I, think we can 100% assume that that's like Javi's remnants. can't 100% assume anything, but I took it as those were like rat bones that he was just eating. Yeah, yeah that's how I took it too. To so uh, I don't think. Oh, oh, this is very interesting because I 100% was saying that's not just Javi's remnants. So we're to believe that Javi was able to find vermin and game to hunt and provide for himself without any tools but warm, like none not? of the yellow jackets could if it's that's, warm one oh yeah, i guess yeah, that's a that's point it. that's a point it would draw the life there so but also again like you're saying it could be more than just javi and that's again going mm-hmm. back to the to the yeah, girl so, i agree well, with you on that front too definitely that there's i think there could be someone else that's navigating the tunnels down there that was with javi and even javi i mean javi even said it pretty much that there was right didn't he say like she protected me or kept me safe and told yeah. me not yeah. to come back? So, so that's why I have it in my head. There's someone, a protector of Javi that may still be residing there. 100%. But that's for another episode. Uh, I also want to say we saw two other pictures that were kind of interesting in Javi's luggage, like an eagle headed person and then like a goat headed person, or maybe it <laughs> so, was an antler queen, like a deer headed person. We were but they were. We're trying to figure it out as well. So the first one was definitely an eagle. And then mm-hmm. what it looks like, it's a a not fully constructed picture of the symbol that we've been seeing. Like it's the circle and the triangle background behind Great. the eagle. And then the next one, we, we were debating if it was either a goat. It looked like a rat, which a rat would also kind of fit the theme of this episode with either the rat bones, what I thought were rat bones, and then Aquila's rat nugget. Could have been a rabbit. Nugget. It, could have been a rabbit. Nugget. it, it also yeah. could have been a rabbit too. Like Shauna killed a rabbit in season one. Like who the fuck? I couldn't tell what I it couldn't was. Tell but yes, either. I don't know what they were, but I was I was hoping to get some information from those extra pictures. Like, oh, Yellow Jackets thinks they has have one over on me, <laughs> but nope, didn't get anything from it. I was not sure that we weren't going to see Crystal down there, like just wow, ripped to shreds yeah. or something like that in some sort of fashion because she's not there. So where the fuck is she? I was really thinking I was like, I was going to be crystal bones. <laughs> I was scared. Kristen, sorry. Sorry, my girl. So actually, you know, I want to ask you two, since you weren't on the last episode, do you think Crystal's body will be revealed when the snow melts? Or do you think that body is gone? Because Misty couldn't find it last episode. Oh, so, it's going to be somewhere. I agree with you guys when you were talking about the, the you were having the conversation like, is the body just going to be not there? And this is the realization that Crystal was fake the whole time. You guys talked about it like they wouldn't have sent Mari and Akilah out there looking. Yeah. So there definitely is going to be an answer to that. And I feel like just if her face is going to be intact, just for just for like real life 
cinematography purposes like i think they have to find her next episode because like are they going to bring crystal's actor back to just show her dead body next season or are they going to just handle right. that next episode so i don't know i i don't think that it's it's done like it's still open-ended and, and we're going to get some sort of answer cool okay so now we're entering the bad stuff so quickly just for you know status sake travis tells Nat, you know, she's a good person and apologizes for making her feel otherwise, which just means they're cool now. They've obviously not been cool ever since Javi came back because of the pants situation. So they're fine. But now, of course, with all this, it's not going to last long. (laughs) Yeah, Travis will never be fine again now because of all of this. I wonder how they're going to pitch it to Travis since he wasn't one of the ones chasing and see, see it happen. Of course, he wouldn't let him drown, so he couldn't have been there. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So it all starts because Misty's tending to Lottie and Lottie says, don't don't waste me. If I die, you know, eat me up, basically. Um, So actually, I really thought Misty was going to let her die when she was like taking care of her a little bit later. I thought she was like contemplating, like, should I just not take care of her so we can eat now that she gave us the permission to eat her? But it was actually the complete opposite ever. She goes and tells everybody and is like, what should we do? I mean, we can't eat Lottie. So I guess it's got to be one of us. Like, In- that's that's insane. I And I know, B-Toms, you want to probably say something about it because you alluded to that earlier. But the point A to point B there is like the hardest criticism I'll have for this episode. And accepting that it happened. I like everything. But it's that piece of accepting it. Are we okay with this? Is this, or is this that extreme? I mean, the only explanation is the wilderness is wielding some sort of influence to make them do mental gymnastics to be like, yeah. Oh, Lottie's completely off the table. We're all in agreement. Yeah. I couldn't imagine being here without Lottie. It's like, what even was that line? And they're like, yep, I couldn't either. <laughs> then let's not. <laughs> so everyone's on board. We're not going to just, Chomp down on the girl that's 90% dead anyway. Also, also, why does Shauna never catch any shtick for the bullshit that she does all the time in the 90s? She 100%. should be alienated from them, not like one of the people that are allowed to have a relevant opinion on this subject. Totally Don't right. They'd but- be like, well, Shauna kind of kicked the absolute shit out of her. Maybe we she should be first up to uh, you know, provide for us. It just doesn't make any sense. She doesn't got a make little bit of lip from the two randoms, but that's yeah. it. But that's it. You're the right. randoms are the only two people that should be below her on the totem pole <laughs> of of who gets to talk and have opinions that matter. OK, you're right. You're right. So that's all I have to say about that. This is probably this like 30 seconds of screen time is probably where 90 percent of the complaints online are coming from. It's and exactly deservedly that. so exactly the pacing that. is out of whack. It didn't feel good. And I expect I just expect so much from this show. And that was a little bit lazy. Yep. I just think that you're right. Like the, the quote that they said was, I just can't imagine being here without Lottie. They could have easily dove into it a little bit more. Like they could have definitely talked about how Lottie was the one who found the bear. She was the one who summoned the bear. She was the one that's doing all this ritual shit that saved Van's life. You know, like if they want to dive into all the examples of why they should keep Lottie alive rather than just saying, I can't imagine being here without her. Like I'm in for that. Then it makes more sense. But for them to just kind of not give any they're just like oh they've already undiscussed undisclosed information that lottie is just without a doubt the number one of all of us like a little crazy i completely agree i'm just trying to play devil's advocate here but agreed overall though that i still was like on the edge of my seat this entire scene when they're fucking drawing the cards like i thought it was still really well done just the pacing of it could have been a little better and that's underselling it this was 
tension at its finest. Yeah. Like accepting how we got to this scene, put that aside. I fucking loved it. I thought it was amazing. I was like freaking out as they're moving the deck around the circle. Everybody's drawing cards, you know, just for like dramatic purposes. It wasn't going to be the first person that's going to pull the queen. So I was because because Dave stopped me and we paused it for a second. He said, take your guess, because it was his second watch, my first watch. And my initial take was I thought it was going to be Akila, but she was second in line. I was like, they're not doing that. They're going to make it like, more <laughs> suspenseful. And I said, uh, I think it was, I said Akilah or one of the randoms was my I totally thought it guess. was a random. Yeah. yeah. So I had no way of predicting that it, how it was going to turn out. So I was way off. Just one quick question. Was that a 52 card deck that they were handing out? Like if they had went around in a circle, all the cards were distributed and the queen wasn't there, would they just keep going around in a circle? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. They would just keep going. Yeah. That there was not just 12 or 10 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I will say they both raised the stakes and lowered the stakes picking that because it would have been cheap to pick a rando if they picked Melissa or Jen, where it's like, put them in a lineup. I don't know which one is which. (laughs) So it's like, that's cheap, but you pick Nat and we know she survived. So now the stakes are how the shit is she getting out of this, which is cool too. But you know, she's not going to die. So I kept thinking like Ben was going to barge in and be like, have some big epiphany and be like, I found something. I found this. I found crystal (laughs) or something crazy like that. But I really thought, I thought Ben was going to be the one to break it. Not the fact what actually happens. But before we get there, let's just talk about Nat saying, you're going to have to look me in the fucking eye, bitch. And then Travis is like, whoosh like Mm -hmm. i love that travis just like whomping on girls is like the only time i like root for like a dude punching someone because fuck that (laughs) you're not killing that i would have done the same thing if i were him Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i I think things we do for love jamie lannister you know (laughs) cheers i think the acting here just from shauna and that were just incredible like shauna you could vividly tell was just super hesitant about wanting to do it especially when that made her look her in the eyes but then either the hunger or the spirit for lady in this tree, whatever, you know, was flashing her back to doomsday. And she, I thought she probably would have done it if Travis didn't or tackle her, but mm-hmm. Nat, you know, the, the runny nose, like the, the fear in her voice. I thought she, both of them absolutely killed it. And I was shaking. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I really have <laughs> no idea, but I will shout out Jimmy because I think he even mentioned in our last podcast that, if you knew and paid attention to whatever episode it was, I think it was episode five when Javi returns or whatever. And, you know, I think it's Aquila goes up to him. He's like, oh, what do you have there? Like, where'd you get that card or something? We knew right away in that moment from Jimmy's talk that Javi was going to be the sacrifice because he was the one that had the queen card. It didn't matter what Nat drew at the end of the episode. Javi, Javi was going to be the one that died no matter what. So I honestly, during the episode, though, I wasn't thinking that. I was just thinking, how the fuck are they going to get out of this? But when you when the episode ended and, you know, we're kind of talking about it, it made sense that, you know, Javi had the queen always. He was always destined to be the next one. So I just want to talk about how actually devastating this Javi scene is. It's so sad. I'm I'm sad we're not going to get Javi and all the information. But it also is the first time our girls made a choice that they're actually killing somebody like they chose to let Javi die Jackie was already dead eating her was is crazy and something you'd never want to do in a million years and it's it's insane but they had to do it to survive this is straight murder and this is like you could see it in all their well maybe not all their faces but specifically Nat battling like no we have to save him and also being like 
If it ain't him, it's me. It's a deal. Well, she didn't say that. Misty was the one that said, hey. But you could see it in Nat's face thinking it through. Like, you could see the acting on young Nat being like, oh, yeah. Oh, fine. She couldn't do anything. I mean, even I think Akila or one of the girls that was running in, in the rabid mo- was like, we can still save him. But Shauna yes, is Akilah actually. Akila says that, yeah. But Shauna is the one that actually says, wait, which it was devastating to watch because we know Nat you know, has was kind of starting to develop a relationship with Javi. And now that her and Travis were kind of patched up, this is just so hard for her. I can't imagine what it's going to be like for her to go back and have Travis's, you know, emotions. I, I think he's going to hate her maybe again. I don't know. Well, but they I, get to control the narrative since Travis wasn't there. I am interested to see what story yeah. they're going to bring back to the cabin. Yeah. Also, I want to point out Van looks ravenous for all of yes. these scenes. A lot of the other girls are like anxious, like, holy crap. Even when Shauna was about to cut Nat's throat, like Van's face was resolute. Yeah. She was ready to go. She wanted this to happen. Yeah. And I want to bring this back to, I think, two episodes ago where Van like kept Lottie's ideals at arm's length when she was talking to Taisa. I think we can conclude 100% that she buys in to all of Lottie's yeah. wilderness business. Like that was just her lying to Ty. Correct. I think Travis will end up playing the like it should have been you card for a little bit to Nat, probably, I think. But well, Brian, I had the same thoughts of how they were going to spin the narrative to Travis. And I will I will end by saying one the the 1996. My final thoughts is I keep thinking about how they're not going to be able to recreate the deliciousness of Jackie. Like, I feel like the spooky wind brought the the snow and it smoldered over and it cooked it just right that it woke them up out of a sleep to be like, yo, <laughs> what is that? I just feel like they're not going to be able to recreate that. And they're going to be a little disappointed by this hobby meat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have uh, two questions I want to pose surrounded around this stuff. So talking about the Travis thing here, I don't think that he's ever going to find out that Nat made the conscious decision to not help save Javi. Otherwise, how in what world do they ever get back together in the future? I feel like Nat has just got to be she has be has to be the one to tell Travis the truth. Be like, look, I was running for my life. Javi was going to save me. Javi fell into the ice. And when he fell into the ice, the girls literally came up and prevented me from saving him. Like there was nothing I could do. I still think Travis will blame her a little bit. But like, why would Nat? hold that back like she she did try for a second she did and she wanted to but like there's eight other girls there that are telling her that if she tries to save javi she is going to be the one dying like i get that travis would be angry at that again saying what uh kathleen was saying with uh like you should have just been the one that sacrificed but at the end of the day nat she wanted to help him everyone else wanted to let him die she wanted to help him one of the saving graces here is that travis buys into the wilderness whatever and he you know, there were people there like Van and Taisa who are part of the powwow that would be like, hey, the wilderness chose. We all saw Javi fall through the ice. And that might be enough of a justification for Travis. He might be like, damn, that sucks. I lost my brother after losing my dad. But like wilderness chose. Also, I mean, the- they all actively signed up for this, right? They all stood in a circle and pulled a card. And it, one of them was going to die in that in that case, you know? Mm-hmm. If you were on the hunt, you would expect if anybody was dying during the hunt, it would be Nat. Like for them to come back and be like, hey, Javi kind of died. Travis is going to have some follow up questions. I thought it was Nat. I wasn't hype about that either. But like, I thought (laughs) it was supposed to be Nat. 
no, a hundred percent. But I'm just saying, like, Javi could have pulled the card. Like at some point, someone yeah. was gonna die. It's just wonder- like it's just like Hunger Games. Your name goes in a thing, and you pull it. That's just what it is. Your name gets pulled. Your name gets pulled. You're fucking beat. Um, but this was actually my biggest complaint of the episode was killing Javi off because yes, I get that it was called that Javi was gonna die no matter what because he had the card. So that doesn't bother me. It's the what bothers me is that you fake out his death and then you go. However many episodes of him speaking two fucking words and then just have him killed. I get that also Ben is replacing that storyline, but it just didn't feel right to me that Javi had all this knowledge, didn't say a fucking word, and then just gets off scot-free by getting killed. You know, I just, I was a little annoyed. That was my one complaint about the episode. Yeah. There's got to be a reason that he came back and didn't say a word. And I think we're going to find that out through Coach Mm -hmm. Scott. I was saying that, too. I was like, I think it will be salvageable as long as Coach Scott gets the answers of potentially why Javi wasn't speaking. Like, I think there's got there's got to be a reason. And I'm the most aggressive about Javi not speaking. So I'm I'm completely on that side. Like, they better save it or else who cares that Javi died? Yeah, I'm also not completely convinced we don't get a flashback of Javi doing something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. Anything with this show is possible. So my other question, and this one's going to be a little bit easier, quicker, I should say, is we know how much Misty loves Nat in the present timeline, 2021, like they're best friends, like, oh, my God, you know, all that stuff. Like that was like mostly season one stuff when they're getting reunited. Would Misty have done that same thing if it was Mari that got picked for the sacrifice and she's watching Mari not save Javi? Like, would she be doing that same thing? Or do you think it was because it was Nat? specifically that she decided to say yo let it go so you live like does she not it's because it's not okay i'm fine with that i honestly just thought of it as rather than having to chase nat down we have a free kill yeah. here with hot like we don't have to chase nat anymore when javi's just gonna die right here and we can just Could go either way yeah, i think mari would have been the exception in the other way <laughs> she would have yeah. went out of her way yeah. to let mari die i think yeah. nat or maybe Taisa or Shauna, jen yeah. the most mid of any of the girls mid am i allowed to call her mid that just means like average yeah yeah she's a jag. she's a jag she's a jag thank you jag. just a girl a, just another well, girl just, just another girl. girl yeah oh just another girl mm-hmm. Well, any last thoughts before we leave uh, the 90s? Um, My one wish for the finale is that we better see the spiritual plane cabin daddy guy that we saw at the end of season one, because how did they just drop that plot line? And it, ha- we, it hasn't gone anywhere yet. And we had all the Laura Lee spiritual plane things, the couple Jackie things like it's time to bring him back because I feel like that's endgame spiritual wilderness like the face of it so like if we don't get like some sort of conversation there or something like i'm gonna be pretty annoyed did we talk about this on the podcast too with how many human burgers jackie produced well kyle uh, i think sent that right it was it's like a insane reddit you guys read it? yeah yeah, you, so, yeah. I, yeah just to put into perspective for people some guy on reddit basically did the math of how much meat jackie produced in terms of hamburgers and i think the answer was what was it 400 no, well it was like 27 hamburgers per person is how much meat they got off of jackie when they so like 300 eat. easily plus burgers but yeah. so for javi that's what like do you think <laughs> this is so fucked up but like it's a cannibal podcast um <laughs> Do you think Javi will provide enough food for them to last the rest of the winter? No. Like 27 hamburgers is a lot. Yeah. It said like because they ate it in one sitting and because of how the digest, like the the post is so detailed. It goes into saying that basically bought each girl five days worth of life. 
It's so, all jacking. So there's no way. Foggy brained math is the poster on the Yellow Jackets Reddit. And you can search for it, but foggy brained math. And it's crazy. So yeah, it's just 27.52 hamburgers of snacky per person. <laughs> it was a great it's, read, honestly. I was, I was mind blown. I just wanted to see if you guys thought yeah. that. He goes into it's really like, crazy like when you when you cook meat, like it shrinks 20 percent. Like you got to take into account she's an average like Not, Ella Purnell's 120 pounds. And like they she, he did it all like it was very meticulous. And I was bones, impressed. It's all that stuff. Yeah. Not, like take the yeah. bones out, like how much it would have survived. It basically bought them all five days. And because they were starving, they were capable of just like literally consuming all that in one sitting. And they could have ate nothing and lived another like five or six days, whatever the math ends up being. So Javi uh, being a guy, I'm sure his bone. He was probably like, smaller. He'll still probably provide roughly the same. It was probably roughly the same. Not going to wonder why they did that much cannibalism math, but we salute you. (laughs) It was impressive. All right. So it's probably current day. (laughs) Walter, yeah. Current day. Yeah, Walter, that's good. Um, Current day. We're going to start with the Sadeki household um, and then go to the girlies at the Cole. So the cops are here. Cuse is loose. We're at the Sadeki house. I'm going to just keep saying Sadeki so we can prove that we know their last name. <laughs> um, and um, I couldn't remember if Callie had gotten rid of that the Adam Martin picture. Were you guys thinking about that at all? Did Shauna take it and get rid of it? I think Shauna took it. Yeah. Thank God. I was this- like, Callie, if you have that picture, I'm going to freak out. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was worried. They said they have the warrant. I was like, I'm pretty sure there's nothing in that house that could get them in trouble. Yeah. So the psychopath apple doesn't fall far from the tree, man. I man eating the cues. Man eating tree. Man eating tree. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um but the the climax of this scene of all these scenes, you know, is that the cues whips out these pictures of, of a perfectly sliced up Adam Martin, like meticulously sliced, because we know our girl Shauna is the absolute pro of all pros. She's a butcher in her own right. And it freaked Jeff the hell out. So let's just open it up to all of it. I know Brian was saying how impressed he was with Jeff. I agree. He did the best he can in these circumstances. Um, so let's go from there and we know that the bone marrow is the thing that got they even cheese grated the tattoos off like they did everything but how could they know that adam martin was such a good guy that he would donate bone marrow to a friend also javi is not adam martin (laughs) no he is not confirmed confirmed Damn, terrible. <laughs> they ripped to, to a great theory. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but yes, open up. Well, for me, you guys have been applauding Callie's everything this season. And I think the cues just said it completely right. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And objectively, Shauna is horrible. She is the worst. And Callie is just becoming a mini me. You guys have been loving Callie this season. She's been great. She's been funny, but she has been an objectively horrible human being. And she's only 16. Like, I think it's great that they are starting the story arc where she's not getting off on the thrill anymore. And she's like, hey, dad, Am I becoming fucked up just like mom? Because, yeah, you are 100 percent. The heart to heart that uh, Jeff and Callie wound up having was it was so needed, so needed. He had to be real with her and just break it down like that. 
Okay. The only thing I'll say is that Callie, I'll disagree on, is that Callie, I don't think, is a horrible person. Like, you described, you made it sound like she's a terrible person. Like, what has she really done that's terrible besides get used by an older cop? Um, like, she doesn't listen to her parents. Like, okay, that's she, any other teenager. But yeah, I just wanted actually, to push back point, on that. Dave. Yeah, I just, I'm pushing back on that. I think, regardless, um, Callie has been able to hold her own, but this, it's not going to go well for her and Jeff. I just think they're not capable enough to get out of this by themselves, but the heart to heart was really good after. So Jeff wake, like they have the heart to heart after Jeff's Jeff's hilarious dream of Shauna having the electric kitchen knife hands. Um, (laughs) But I hope that heart to heart with Callie really kind of made Jeff realize that it's not Shauna's fault and that, you know, she's not as crazy as she seems like I want him and her to work out because I love Jeff so much. And so I really hope Shauna's fault everything because everything is shauna's fault i mean just like she's a product of the situation of just what she had to deal with in the wilderness and jeff does understand that and like she lost a child out there like that would be absolutely devastating to any human being so i just hope that jeff can at least see that yes she is fucked up for you know perfectly slicing up the body cheese grating the tattoos off like that is definitely fucked up but like it's because of what she went through in the wilderness so i thought it was just a really nice moment but fuck nice the little cues. pecorino. Yeah, fuck the cues, though. Dude, I'm ready to say that when he dies, if he dies, it's going to be one of the most satisfying things this show ever does. He has, like, I keep saying it, he has such a punchable face, like, with that yeah. smirk when he's all cocky. Like, I'm I'm liking that they're building him up because, like, he's he is being competent as a cop here. Like, this is impressive investigative work. So, like, he has legs to stand on with why he's being so cocky, but I also want him to die so badly. And I really don't want Kevin to die. And I hope Kevin doesn't get brought into this situation where, cause like, I still like Kevin and he is like as nice as he can be to Jeff while still being a cop. So I just hope this plays out in some way where Kevin doesn't get drawn down. And then we still get to have a satisfying kill in the queues. Cause man, he needs yeah. to die. He needs to go. <laughs> I mean, the evidence is damning, right? Kevin yeah. just, doing his job mm-hmm. he's right shauna did literally kill this guy <laughs> so they're right and i said it before if the pov was in the cops point of view we'd be like the cuse is loose baby let's fucking go we'd love him because he's great and kevin's mm-hmm. the one that's like let's slow down here and the cuse is like no i know it i know it but i think i am on dave's side with the cali thing i don't think she's done that much in the wrong, you know, of course she's being a teenager. She's blabbing her mouth to these cops and stuff. But I also think that she knows her mom literally killed someone. They put her in this situation. She's protecting and doing kind of some stupid things, but she's trying to protect them. I think she can't help it. I think that she was put in this situation by them. And she has a little bit of Shauna in her, Brian, which you're right. And so she's not necessarily, she doesn't hate doing these bad things, right? Like lying to cops, doing all these things. So I I get it. I get the slander, but Luke definitely only didn't like Callie for two episodes. And that's all I have to say. (laughs) Okay. The other thing I'll say (laughs) too is I also love that Jeff, I was really worried that he was going to spill a little bit too much. But he lawyer, he said, I want my lawyer. I'm not going to say anything until I got my lawyer. So that was good move on Jeff right there. Yeah, Kevin's like, man, you Sudeikis are just asking for lawyers and making you look guilty. It's like, you got a warrant for my house. Why wouldn't I get a lawyer? What the hell? Right. What's going on? But I have a question for you, too. Do you think that Jeff knows that Shauna had a miscarriage or not a miscarriage, like a stillborn or whatever it ended up being because of the diaries or because she told him? 
Diaries. Diaries. She you don't tell, think yeah. he hasn't told him nope. anything. I feel like he she wouldn't. She's the kind of girl that is just keeping it all inside. Sure, she's writing it down, but like I don't think she has gone to any lengths of communicating with Jeff about anything that happened there. If that's the truth, the last season scene of her looking at him and said, you know, everything all these years is like expanded times mm-hmm. 20. Like, cause we didn't know what happened to the baby at that point. So either way we knew that he knew about a, ba- a baby. We didn't know if the baby exists, if he knew about it, whatever, but wow, that just, that hits. Yeah, we can keep going back to that line. You've known everything this whole yeah. time. And as the seasons keep on progressing, it's going to hit harder and harder True. and harder as we keep learning stuff about the 90s. Have we seen Shauna writing in the journal in 1996 in a while? No. I wish they did that. Like they show her in the background yeah. just playing with the. Yeah. Yeah. One last thing is that um, people had been theorizing because in the intro, there's like the shot of the the three of them, the the picture, and then the blood splatters on them. That was in this scene. So it was just a dream sequence. People were really theorizing on that. Like, oh, Callie's dead. Callie's going to do something because all the blood really hits her. But um, it's just from that. So Pick that's girl. cool. I like that. Pick girl Callie. Yeah. But then just quickly before we get to the girls, Walter having himself a night, drinking some milk, maybe chocolate milk, mm-hmm. who's to say, doing a puzzle. And then he starts getting the alerts about Adam. So he's doing some recon. He emails the police. And I they, I think there's you're supposed to think he's like, oh, I know who did it. But yeah. there, he is he's riding for our girls. You know, he is. That's Missy's right? boyfriend. It's Missy's boyfriend. Come on. <laughs> and he whips out a purple jacket. So I don't know if he's ready to like drop some stuff at the police. And then he's like, I'm heading back to the cult because he grabs a purple jacket. I assume that's just like. Yeah, I took that as like that's going to be his disguise to enter the the place that uh, Misty and all of them are at. Are we unanimous that he is going to be good still? Pure good. We have no way of confirming or knowing that. But yeah, I think he's going to be good. I I want him so bad to be a ride or die. Dude, so badly. Like if he turns out to be bad, my Yellow Jackets fandom is is at risk here. I just (laughs) keep thinking of that scene of him and Missy, like the parallels between the two. Like they are meant to be together. So I just don't think. He's so competent that they could not stop him. If he is against them and wants to like uh, spill the beans, they're done. Yeah, I agree. But the point I made to Dave was that like the cops are winning so much in 2021 that if you add Walter to that side, it's over. So like they literally need him or they're going to lose. So this is the path and I'm absolutely loving it because like I said, I can't, I can't live in a world where Walter's bad here. He is just, <laughs> he's the best. He's going to, he's going to be so great when him and Misty, they're probably going to kiss at the end of the season. going to be lit. He's going to save the day. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a transition that. from Misty eating hobby meat into Misty kissing <laughs> Walter. <laughs> All right, so the girlies, we're here. We're coming off a fun little drunk night for Shauna to just really slap them back to reality. Tells the gang in like a way, just like Jeff did last episode, like, hey, you know that guy, Adam, the one you fender benders? (laughs) That Shauna was like, hey, our friend Adam, they found his body. (laughs) Yikes. And Misty, when they're walking out and everyone's getting suspicious, but Misty saying to Nat, like, didn't you bury him? The standard six feet. And she's like, well, I didn't have like a tape measure. And she's like, God, I should have done it myself. 
Misty had to bring your it. shovel from the movie Holes. Those things are six feet tall, so you know how big the hole you're digging is. Ooh, that I was like a that. Holes reference on the pod, guys. I, I, you guys should be applauding me more. <laughs> I love give you some snaps. Misty crushed it all in 2021. She was hilarious. She was just the best. And of course, you know, like they they're having the whole argument outside about, you know, Van and Lottie want to be let in on what's going on between the rest of the girls and who this Adam Martin guy is. Lottie suggests that they not be outside because we see Lisa. I think that was her name. Walk by yeah. and a couple mm-hmm. other people. So they go to the sharing room and what are they going to do? Shauna goes, no, let's <laughs> go to the sharing shack. No. <laughs> and what are they going to do? They're going to fucking share their hearts out here. We got an unbelievable amount of just clear the air. Talk about Jessica Roberts. Misty shined in every line she had here. She was laugh out loud funny like she always is. But especially here she and even the competent lines too that were getting thrown around where someone I, I think it actually might even be herself she's like i took care of it like i always do something like that and it's just she is so necessary to this group and she doesn't get enough appreciation from the modern day girls hilarious and i think i this is if not like the final confirmation we need that jessica roberts is not going to be alive right like we're good with that i mean yeah. i guess not confirmation no you really think that she's gonna <laughs> show be me a because- body <laughs> Misty's been eating her for a week. How would that information not have made it back to Taisa? Agreed. It's been days. But how would like more cop? Like how would Jessica Roberts not acted on being alive yet? Well, I'm sorry. How would like she's in witness protection? I guess, but like I don't know. If Jessica Roberts is alive, I I think it's a bad decision because I I don't know. I feel like Misty killed her. That this uh, okay? Fine. She's not confirmed dead. She's probably dead. There's always a chance. She's probably there's dead. Always there's a always chance. a chance. There's always a chance, but she's de- she's probably dead. I was going to say yeah. definitely dead. <laughs> but I will not go on the record saying she's definitely dead. That's insane. This is the level <laughs> of Javi is Adam Martin to me. Like her previous to this episode. Yeah. 99% That's... he's not, but. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> God, the, the amount of quotes that you can just pull from Misty here, though, it's just like when, when she says, like, I've always, I handled it like I always do. And, you know, Van's like, well, Misty, you aren't any, anything if not proactive. And Misty's like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's just so fucking great. Yeah. And like, <laughs> she's talking about the whole like FBI and she's like, well, that was also me. Like when they're talking about the, <laughs> it fucking killed me. Shauna trying to put the spotlight on anybody other than herself. She's just like Misty literally killed Jessica and the FBI are asking about Nat, which brings us to, yeah, I was the FBI and that interview really didn't yield anything I thought. But Randy was like petrified with fear, which is kind of weird for someone who has nothing to hide. And then he brought up Jeff. So Shauna trying to point the spotlight towards anybody but herself just led them right back to her and some more bullshit. And that is how they kind of found out that Jeff was the one blackmailing them. Shona's the worst, guys. Come on, definitely blew it this at like this this moment yeah. here with ev- letting everything out. Like she definitely is the L taker here. Part of me really wished that Misty had a little bit of a moment in the FBI interrogation when Randy mentioning Jeff and then being like, "Oh," and then being so distracted by something else he says. Because for me, it was a little bit of a reach for her to have this kind of like callback moment to be like, "Well, now that I'm pulling all these things together, I was like." 
I knew this was going to go somewhere. There's no way that's just a throwaway line that Randy mentions Jeff in that room and that doesn't go somewhere. I almost would have rather Walter be the one to figure it out somehow because he's the one who clocked it and has been thinking about it. It just took him a while to connect because he doesn't know these people. That should have clicked for Misty's days ago. I mean, I know it's really only been a few days span, so it's kind of hard because we've been watching for eight weeks, so we're like, the interrogation was eight weeks ago. What's, it, what's taking so long? But for them, it only has been a couple days, so I, I thought it was a little bit of a reach, but I agree, Brian, the full circle. When we were, when I was watching Shauna just being like, I was like, Brian is having a field day. This is, I'm re- ready to just let him monologue on how shitty well, Shauna is. <laughs> she even covers up that she lied to the other Yellow Jackets about it because she was just like, I was afraid that you guys would try and like kill him if you knew the truth. And Ty was just like, don't put that shit on us. And then she later reveals it's like the only reason I thought that is because if the roles were reversed and one of your spouses <laughs> betrayed us, I would kill him. I'm like, so you are the worst. You are yeah. literally the worst human being in this show. That is about people being horrible human beings. Oh, Melanie Linsky, I love you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> you are a treasure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Can't forget the Misty dropping Walter as the boyfriend line either. That was <laughs> fucking hilarious. Yes. Yeah, my boy, t- my boyfriend Walter, you know, kind of <laughs> it was so great. She yeah. is going to be so excited to show him off to the other girls when he finally comes to the compound. She's going to be like, ah, oh, my boyfriend, see, he's real. The last line I want to just bring up to that I found hilarious was when Nat is telling them all, we got, I'm glad we're having this moment. Like, we can only solve these issues by like talking. And Lottie literally looks at her, he's like, no, we're not going to get through this by talking, Nat. And like Nat just looks at her like, that's what you've been telling me this whole time I've been at the compound is that we're going to get through this by talking. And now you don't want me to talk like. Yeah. Hilarious. Before we go into that whole like final sprint for the 2021 timeline, I do want to say that uh didn't get a comment in that Walter's house is amazing, by the way. That was incredible. But why? I was a little oh confused how we didn't get a follow up of Misty's crazy call like. No, you hang up. I hang up. No, you hang up. You know, that whole thing. Like, if we, we see it, if we got the follow up, then we would know whether or not he was on their side or where not. he's leaning. Yep. Okay. I appreciate yeah. that then. So he was mm-hmm. just down to, as like, you, we can take it now that he received that probably well. Even uh, that's crazy. how we're no. thinking. No. We don't know, but we're leaning towards that because that's what we want. Okay. He sure. If he does be... be good, though, like if he turns out yeah. to be on their side and helping Misty out and stuff, right? I mean, it's possible that he just hadn't heard the message at all. Like, what if he saw the number, maybe heard it was Misty, like they didn't leave on a great note. Maybe he's like, ah, fuck this bitch. Like, I don't need to really listen to this. But I think he no. probably heard it. No, he, I mean, I'm, I agree that I think he's on our side, but I, I don't think we know 100% if you heard it or not. Unless the timelines don't match up and the compound is farther ahead than what they showed Walter, then maybe he hasn't gotten the voicemail yet, but he's not the type of person to leave a stone unturned. He wouldn't say, fuck this bitch. I'm not listening to the voicemail. He'd listen to it and then form an opinion. Also, the thousand piece cat astronaut puzzle that he was working on. That could have been like a 5,000 piece puzzle. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) I know. His background of his computer was like a cat with its tongue out or something like that. He's such a goof. I love it. The the milk was killing me. Killing (laughs) me. wine glass, yep. He's a a sleigh. Let's take it back to the Heaven's Gate cult now because... Big time. time, It's time to do the poison talk. And Lottie, I think, kills it here. Like, for what, what I expect of Lottie, this is like her leaning into that... I'm the leader of this this whole spiritual path that we're taking. And when she lays it out, I really, really like that this is the only like I'll I'll call it like magic rule we get about the forest is 
it needs explicit blood sacrifice and it chooses being the name of the episode adds that extra level of supernaturalness to it and of course we're since we love doing this we're definitely going to be putting board guesses on the for who we think will die if someone is to die next episode oh my god it better not be man so i mean do we want to is there anything else we want to say before we guess because we can just guess right now of who we think will die if they decide to do it can we abstain and say nobody or should yeah, we yeah, guess? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if it's going to be through the poison or not, but I think Lottie's going to be, I think Lottie's the one that's going to die out of our 2021 girlies. That's pretty good. Just be, and I'll back it up just by saying the only reason I think that is because a few episodes ago, she was flipping through the mail. She was seeing the Queen of Hearts card. That to me was like a sign that she is now drawing the Queen of Hearts. I think she'll die. I don't know whether it be from the poison that she's laying out, but I think she will be the sacrifice. And that's just all based off her seeing the queen of hearts. Again, not confident with that answer. Just something I want to try and guess. I mean, hate to play this card, but like it's not Misty, Shauna or Nat or Ty. So so it's one of the other two. Who did you say it can't be? It's not the four. It's the two that only came in this season. So Van and Lottie, old. There's no way they're killing one of our four girls. There's just no way. They are the show. I think it could be Nat. I also can say that it could possibly be Nat, but I agree with you that Taisa, no shot because of the whole lady in the tree. Like zero chance. Shauna, no shot. the main character of this show. She's definitely, at least modern day Shauna is. She's not getting killed either. Misty, I can't see them killing Walter. Her her relationship with Walter is too early for Misty to be killed off. Yeah, she's not going to die. Van is always an option, and I would be so upset if Lottie actually is the one to die here to the point where, like, man, I don't know how they're going to really proceed without her. It's got to be Van or Nat to me. Nat? Nat, like, it it would be a good parallel of her getting picked to be the sacrifice in the past and then ending up being the sacrifice now. And also, like, where else does her storyline really need to go? Because... The Travis loose ends are almost like tied up. Not really, but like not wrong, but I'm mad. I I agree that she's such a big actress that it would be tough for them to make that decision from like a success of the show point of view. But she's bought like she's on the board and Van Dave kind of talked me out of it. Like why give Van cancer to have her get killed here in this way? It's probably going to be nobody. Let's be honest. But if I was going to say, do we think they're doing this? I think someone's dying. I don't know if I don't know if they're gonna do this. See, Let's just kill Lisa then. I don't. <laughs> I think someone's got to die. See, by the end. I think what could happen is they do the sacrifice and it works. The ritual works and good things start happening because they do it and they get rewarded. But if that's gonna happen, someone's gonna die. And I, yeah, I mean, I don't know, but I, I really do think someone will die in twenty twenty one. Wow, that's good. I wasn't even thinking that. It I'm like, make no the way. Season finale, like really, really special if they actually go through with killing one of our survivors of the yellow jackets we're definitely getting a 96 death i feel like we'll get another 96 death that's not javi too maybe not but like i think there's room to kill one more person depending on if we get any sort of time jump in the finale or not i think that we may get another death in 2021 Yeah, maybe. Maybe Javi was the death in this one, so we need a 2021 death in that one. Yeah, that makes sense. 
thoughts be times you've been kind of like nodding your head Brian's if you like, want to say th- something. I don't want anybody to die. And in the nineties, I, I just don't think they're gonna have another motivation to kill someone else off because they should have their food for the foreseeable future with hobby. Like that's the nineties should be good. That was why it was such a monumental thing that hobby sacrifice, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Yeah. Uh, I'll go on the board with saying I feel better about another death in the 2000s than in the 90s, unless sure. Coach Scott meets an untimely demise in the cave. But, but I feel if, like if you were mind. to guess for 2021, though, and you had to pick a name, like who of the of those six do you think is most likely? I was hoping you wouldn't double down and ask me again. You <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, she wanted to be Shauna so badly. Oh, I was going to say Shauna. You said she's the main character. I. Okay, that's something I want to take a step back and be like, why do they submit her to like the lead actress for the award stuff? None of them are a lead actress. They're all like supporting actress. It's that's dumb. not like, true. Yeah, Shauna, is, Shauna is so not a lead actress the way that other people are lead actors or actresses. Like she, she does not care. Right? She does. Hands Marginally. Down. Yeah, they but- all have such like shared screen time, too. I think Melanie Linsky puts in an absolute let me. Oh, I was going to say something, but it's a huge spoiler for another show, so I can't say it. But mm-hmm. it's only like a certain amount of episodes you have to be in. Like there doesn't have to be any sort of, you know, layout. It's Melanie Linsky gives an absolute powerhouse performance sure. in this. So and and you got to submit a lead actress. I mean, there's a thousand Shauna too. Like, yeah, Shauna may be be marginally the lead character but like any one actress in this show just doesn't yeah but that's just like none of them are the lead actors so you're not bashing shauna or her performance you're saying that they're all elevated on a certain level but it does because it's such an ensemble show that there's not necessarily one single standout 100 yeah no all of them are phenomenal worthy of awards recognition or debate but i think it's doing a detriment to the actors to put them in the lead lead actress category because i think when being evaluated they'll be like oh it's just not a lead actor kind of show it's so reliant on the ensemble but we're pigeonholing that's just something i wanted to get out there i think any one of them would be do a lot better in the supporting actress category and they will like the other Mm. ones will be in supporting you're not getting out of answering it. Is it Shauna? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I tried to deflect again. Uh, it's Shauna. Okay? okay. If anybody's okay. going to die, it is Shauna. Because actually, I do think that not a satisfying end to kind of her story arc, but that would be a logical conclusion. She winds up dying. Jeff and Callie yeah. are kind of spared from having to deal with the shrapnel of all of the BS that she caused and brought into their life. But I. And she Man. and I feel like her and Callie are at a good enough point. Like I'm actually kind of backing you up here that like I feel like her and Callie are kind of like Shauna is now painted in a good a better light for Callie. So even if she were to die here, like they don't really like that doesn't need that relationship doesn't need to be explored really anymore because Oh my god. They need to they're... do so much work on themselves. They're both horrible to each other. We need we need yeah. to fix them. Just because uh, they like honestly, got each other's back for a murder doesn't mean that they don't have like years of therapy to go through <laughs> i actually want to take that back because i kind of want to be right about one of these theories i think mm-hmm. nat would make more sense shauna yeah. still has a lot more she has to do lottie is a plot driver misty still has to wrap some things up with walter then they just brought in and gave her three months to live i think they want to cash in on that storyline nat 
could probably die. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I don't want her to, though. Nobody wants anything. Yeah, I don't want anybody <laughs> to die, but it's going to happen if it does. Um, I'm bummed okay. that we don't get 10 episodes and we only have nine. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. But this was a good penultimate. <laughs> yeah, it was. Definitely. It was. Definitely. It's crazy because the last penultimate, we had them hunting down everybody. And then in this penultimate, we had them hunting down. It's cool. It's like the same same place in each season of of them being crazy, crazy. They should beats. just sacrifice the cues. Dude, yes. Definitely. <laughs> Hell yeah. See, that's what I think. Like, they should try and be like, none of us want to die or kill each other. Why don't we sacrifice some rando? We got a, a whole. Yeah, that's the we point. Got a, it chooses, baby. Yeah. Lottie's the only one that said that with her words like nobody like whatever yeah but the Javi thing was like the whole idea is like it's 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 not fate or anything but it is being manipulated like the Nat was never going to be the sacrifice in the past because it chooses I think that's what the episode was trying to drive home at the end yeah one thing I actually I would... asked that we might have missed sorry Kathleen um, is going back to when Nat was being chased by the girls like they were very similar to how they were acting on the doomsday like they were screaming like very feral you know calling out and they had the ability to hear where nat was not just like they were able to find her using the, what lottie had Spiritual, taught them yeah. yeah um i'm just curious if you guys think like were they maybe possessed like they kind of were do you think it was the hunger that drove them to be so like feral by like screaming and like sh like holding up those weapons like that or do you think that was actually them just so desperate for food that you know they were willing to just go on the hunt again like they were in doomsday it's not doom it's dooms coming doom, uh, doom, doom coming coming, yeah. doom coming, doom coming yeah well that was brought on by the psychedelics in this instance i think it was just their starvation driving them to their most primal instincts and they clearly all accepted the results of this card dealing yeah. whoever gets the queen once nat drew that they were all in nat's dying we need food it's gonna be her and yeah. How about the uh, hearing? Also, the hearing goes along with what I said earlier about Thaisa. I think that was Lady in the Tree because they all close their eyes and listen. Thaisa was like there that way. Nobody else yeah. could hear. And she can Thaisa. locate Javi, so she has something mm -hmm. extra about her. Yeah. Yep. yep. MVP Buzzkill. Brian, oh, you're starting since you since you ah. stalled so hard on the uh, last <laughs> question. MVP. MVP. Uh, Coach Scott. Because I'm excited for this little side quest that he's going on. He, uh, yeah, I hope he sticks around for a while and gets some interesting information. Buzzkill. Easy. Just say it. Shauna. Adult <laughs> Shauna. Yeah, finally I reaping what you sow. Look at that. The consequences of your own actions, Shauna. Wasn't she your, Deal wasn't with old it. Shauna your MVP too for the past couple? So she's had quite the the flip for you. Hey, that's this show, man. Yeah, yeah. Shauna no. is hot. Yeah. Shauna is cold. <laughs> a skip reference how about you for you? Ah, a little skip reference. All right, I'm gonna start with my buzzkill, and I'm gonna give it to Young Shauna, only because I wasn't on last episode to give her it <clears throat> for that one. Even though I feel for her, I feel for my girl. She's had a lot of loss, but you don't just beat up Lottie like that. I don't like that. And so this episode, I agree with what was said about saying she ain't getting shit for anything she does. It's like, they're just letting her lay around and hang. It's like, you just beat her to a pulp. You can't do that. Learn from your actions. Let her sleep outside like Snacky had to for a night or some shit. Not actually. I do love you, Shauna. 
Anyway, um, and then my MVP is going to be um, Adult Misty for her line reads. I haven't given it to Adult Misty in a really long time, maybe not even since last season. So her line reads are incredible. She owns up to what she does, unlike Shauna. And, you know, she's proud of it. She is who she is, and that's what you're going to get. And I think Luke's right. I think we're going to get a big old smooch next episode, and I'm very excited for her. That's our girl. I'm going to go next. Okay, cool. I'll um, I'll take Travis as my MVP. Um, nice. It was, I obviously had said Ben earlier in the episode, but because B-Towns have taken him, I'll go with Travis here. Just solid episode for Travis with his apology to Nat. Um, we'll see where it goes in the next episode, but I just think for now, like he he's in a good spot and um, I think he's really matured. Buzzkill, we will, I pretty much had old Shauna and then like all of the young Yellow Jackets for chasing that, but I'll specifically just give it to young Van because she looked, like B-Tom said, the most ravenous to get natalie killed and you know get some food in her so i'll give it to young van for that reason i'm so mad that you just took that buzzkill i didn't think anybody was going to say young van (laughs) and it was for the same exact reasons that i was. I had all of them i had young yellow jackets she was scary this episode uh so my mvp um is going to be young misty actually because for two reasons one great opening telling mari to f off and and freak out at her we we love that on binge town tv and then and then second she saved young nat who's one of my favorite characters and that was a great moment showing like their french like how much she cares about young nat as early as like a couple months into the woods whatever uh buzzkill it's easy you guys took all of my yeah, buzzkill there's, there's always one consistent one you know who it is uh no i'm gonna just pick the cues because yeah. any ex- any that reason i can yeah. to to freak out at that guy for having a punchable face like he's entering i said this to dave and it's probably dramatic because i'm living in the moment of, of this show happening right now but like he's like approaching that like joffrey ramsey level of i just want this guy to have it wow no, not, you not, reel it in there you not like to the level tongue. listen you don't even know what i'm gonna say i'm saying that not to the level of like how good of a bad guy he is but to the level of how much i want to see him get punished for being himself that's all it is it's not i'm not saying he's even comparable don't don't get me wrong i think ramsey and joffrey are on their own tier but you could have given it to mari as well for dropping i knew pee. that's who you were gonna say <laughs> for she dropping dropped the, the p she dropped the p and now the house is gonna reek even more than it already did yeah <laughs> well i was thinking last episode i don't know if you mentioned it but they were like snowed in for days and it's like They've Shauna just had this baby, and it's like the, the shit bucket. I can't even imagine. We like, talked about it. Okay, good. <laughs> Specifically, I was said also, it would smell dank in that cabin. Because yeah. I was yeah. also, yeah. we were also talked about how like I was shocked at first, like why was Shauna still holding the baby? But it's because they were. They couldn't get in. outside. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. friggin' wild. All right, that is episode eight. It chooses what an episode, another great penultimate from our Yellow Jackets on Showtime. Um, again, hit subscribe on Buzztown TV and Bingetown TV um, on all socials and wherever you're listening or wherever you're watching. Yes, Brian, show that sweatshirt. We've we've got merch if you go on our website. So if you if you're a Bingetown head, go get it. Um, but yeah, YouTube comments are amazing. We've been getting a lot of co- really cool um, comments on theory videos and just our our weekly videos. Um, people correcting us or just like adding on to theories or whatever it is. We love it. Please correct us. Please add on. We love talking to you guys. You guys are the best. Um, again, if you're not watching Silo on Apple TV, 
hurry up, get on it. You'll be in front of the pack. There's only four episodes out. So it's really, really good. It's just like a mix of the hundred Attack on Titan, Silo. if you've watched Attack anime. on Titan, <laughs> yeah. which we cover. We ta- we covered Attack on Titan and The 100, two great shows. Um, and then uh, Succession. Yeah, Succession, we drop on Wednesdays on YouTube and all um, streaming, you know, Spotify, all that good stuff, too. So give those a listen and smash subscribe. Um, but thank you for listening. We appreciate you guys. We are Binge Town, Buzz Town TV. And thanks for listening. Buzz, 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 You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.